This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here today, and our guest today is John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest. Today's the day we help you get rid of all the pests trying to get in your home. It's the bug show. So what pests are crawling around your home? You have a spider or ant problem, roaches or termites invading your home. How do you keep flies and mosquitoes away? And do bug sprays and traps actually work? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons joins us from Houseworks. Our guest today is John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest. Today's the day we help you get rid of all the pests trying to get into your home. I've been wanting an exterminator show for forever. We finally got it going. It's the bug show. So what pests are crawling around your home? Do you have a spider or ant problem? Have roaches or termites invaded your home? How would you know? How do you keep flies and mosquitoes away? And do bug sprays and traps actually work? This is a time, folks, that you can actually call in and get free advice from a whole bunch of contractors. And uh, this is the time to make that call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. How are you guys doing today? Man, I am wonderful. I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here. Wonderful. (laughs) Great. Okay. I like that. Nervous. Nervous? Nervous. John's the new guy here. And uh, John Abel of Abel's uh, Premier Pest is here to answer your bug questions today. We've been wanting to get a bug show for a while. And and I know that it's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Is that no one knows what the exterminator is or a lot of times even the pest control company's name that you know it's just the bug guy at the door right that's right. The, everybody yeah. says the same thing yeah. bug guy yeah and i lived in an apartment complex years ago and i don't know who what company it was but they'd knock on the door and say bug man and you knew what <laughs> yeah. it was you know what sure. I mean? yeah. yeah just so a local exterminator right yeah. so if someone calls don't be offended if they call you the bug man so <laughs> that's fine uh we're going to be, of course, talking about uh, pests today and how to get rid of them. And uh, there's a lot of different ones. I've got a couple of ants in my office, and I kept thinking, hey, man, we got an exterminator coming in today. I'm going to have him bring a can with him. I got it. All right. Speaking of cans, one of the first questions that I've, that I've got to know, that I know a lot of people want to know, you go to your local Kroger grocery store, whatever, and you grab a can of raid are 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 you going to do anything that night is anything happening 
Well, you know, with RAID, um, you know, it, it is a chemical like which we use, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not as concentrated. And, and mostly what it's used in there is called fenfranil, and it kills. But once it's dry, it's usually gone. Really? So, yeah, once you spray it, uh, it's depending on what you're spraying for. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you have different fly sprays and, and ant sprays. But uh, right. once you spray it, you're going to kill what's there. Uh-huh. Uh, but once it dries, they're going to return. Usually. Mm, okay. Now, let me ask you this. A uh, friend of mine, now, I discovered this back in the 90s, uh, and I got some the other day for my office because I saw some of the ants in my office. This guy didn't play. He brought up the bingle. Ooh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. And it's, Paul, it's Paul. you know, well, see, you know, the raid is like, you know, we'll kill those bugs gone. And you spray it on there and they kind of scurry away. Bingle, dead, gone. What, what's the deal there? Well, if you look on the back of it, uh, on the can, if you read the chemicals on the can, uh, uh-huh. you know, if you got uh, pyrethroids and pyrethrins, and if you look on the back of the can, it, it tells you the amount is, uh-huh. that's in that spray. Right. Um, and, you know, the the higher percentage, actually, the more of a kill ratio you're going to get. Right. Um, but once again, you know, uh, they don't have any what we call staying power. Uh-huh. Uh, that once you spray them, they dry. It may last a couple of hours, but this still it's gone. Right, you know, it, it's it's out of there. So, um, you know, the the bingles and the flies, they are a good uh, uh, temporary uh-huh. thing, but as a as a long term solution, uh, no, no, okay. No. All right. Well, our lines are absolutely full. <laughs> So There's let's some go ahead. Bugs out there. Uh, yes, oh, right. yes. <laughs> Here they come. Oh wow, we have uh, we have some critter problems. I see. Also, I promised you an audience from Memphis to Mobile, and we're going to go straight okay. to it. Uh, Bren is in Memphis right now. Uh, Bren squirrels in the attic. How you doing? Squirrels in the attic. I'm all right. How are y'all? Very sir. good. By the way, my dad solved this with a pellet gun. But you go ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm not a hunter. I don't have the patience or the skill. I think to handle that way. <laughs> okay. I've got so I've got a, a, a an addition to the house that when it was built had very limited access to it. So uh, it, it kind of became a haven for these critters. Um, you know, I've I've gotten them out numerous times, patched up the holes where they get in, um, but you know they 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 do a new hole. They're persistent. Right. Uh, long term, what can I do to to permanently evict them from my attic? These are squirrels, just squirrels, though, right? Right. Uh, squirrels and ground squirrels, both of them. Okay. Different parts of the different parts of the attic. Right. Okay. One thing. You, one thing you need to look at um, is the location of the the room or the uh, house. Do you have any low lying limbs uh, or fence that's close enough that they can get? They have to have access to your roof uh, to get under there to chew a hole in your uh, cornice work. Um, if you got limbs, and it does, I mean, they can be very small because squirrels are not very heavy, touching your house or close enough to your house for them to get access to your roof. Um, you need to trim all your limbs back from your house. If you've got overlying limbs over the top of your house uh, where they can, within four or five feet, where they can jump back and forth, you need to trim those back. Um, we do, you can... Uh, uh, line i guess your carnage work with uh you know like a um type of sheet metal something up underneath right, it right I've, I've, I've started putting flashing right we make repairs we we flash it so but they got to have right, access you know, to somehow to your yeah. roof uh and they're getting yeah. up there so you're going to have to stop that access yeah, the limbs are pretty far back we got a lot of trees so you think yeah. you think that's a major issue i mean they're not within four or five feet but 
we've got a hundred limbs within seven or eight feet. You think I got a? Oh, wow! You think that would help trimming them all back? Yeah, you know, the thing about it is, uh, you know, watching them, and you'll know, uh, squirrels travel early in the morning. Okay. Um, they go out to feed or whatever. They travel back and forth uh, early hours to feed. Uh, you can kind of watch if you've got an opportunity to see how they're getting access to your home, but they're they're getting yep. access yep. to your roof somehow uh, to okay. be able to lean over the edge and chew on your carnage work. Okay. Uh, see, I was under the impression they could probably climb a wall, but a uh, brick wall. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, but I, I'll be glad to cut back the limbs. I'm, I'm I'll do whatever you tell me, Chief. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, I, I think you know from doing this for 15 years, uh, that's uh-huh. that's the that is the major major access point is not just limbs. I mean, small shrubs or anything that sure, gets them sure. close to the carnage work. Yeah. So can I ask you another thing? You say early morning. We talking we talking daybreak. Daybreak. Yeah, they leave daybreak. your they leave if, right. they, if they're out there. They usually come out at daybreak if they're in there. But well, we I mean their nests are all. I mean, they're ne- I can see all their nests. There's 15 yeah. nests in my yard. So Goodness. yeah. Is, yeah. is there All some right. kind well, of hey, way to keep them so from much. getting on? Hey, the thanks, Brand. Appreciate it. Is there some type of device to keep the squirrels from just climbing a tree? Like I've seen people with metal around their trees and uh, fish nets and hooks and stuff. And but is there something made to design to keep the squirrels from getting up in the tree? Well, you know, the thing about it is, you know, uh, squirrels are pretty smart creatures. They're 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 mm-hmm. akin to the rodents. And stuff. Right. You know, they are a rodent with a big tail, right. basically. They're really a smart creature. Uh, but, you know, they are, you know, people do use like uh, barbed wire and, and things like that, or they put a, uh, a metal sheeting out about two mm-hmm. feet around the trees to keep so the key, squirrel can't go over it to go up the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, you know, you do that, and they're going to figure out another avenue to That's get up right. there. Yes. You know, so yeah. they're, they're pretty smart creatures right. uh that's what but you know this you watch them and, and learn what they're doing that's probably the first step is inspection see what they're doing all right well let's keep moving let's go to amy and mobile also a question about squirrels you with us amy yes sir thank you mm-hmm. um i do know how the squirrels are getting into my house and i do uh you know what i can to close up the opening my question is how do I know if I close the opening and keep the squirrels from getting back in that there are not babies or, you know, squirrels that are still inside that I'm basically closing up in there that are, of course, going to die? Uh, I don't want that to happen. How, how can I be sure that, that I'm not doing that when I do take care of these entrance points? Well, with squirrels, they have a, a breeding cycle, uh, and usually in the spring of the year, uh, when they usually have their ch- their young uh, up into the early summer. Uh, right now in your attic, it's probably up to 140, 150 degrees in your attic or, or hotter. Uh, this time of the year, they usually come out early in the mornings, and they feed and they stay out most of the day because it's so warm up in the attic, and they return back in. So once you watch them leave, and if there are small ones with them, they're probably not in the attic that time of the day. And you go ahead, and if you seal up the hole, you need to seal it up with like either some flashing or, or some kind of a, a sheet metal of something type to close a hole up or in behind your carnage work to keep them from returning through that through that access. And also cut, cut your limbs back off your house to get them out. So do they take the babies with them if they've... Nested up there. Well, normally, uh, if if there are, you, you know, you could get a, a pest control specialist to go through your attic and, and look to see if there is any nesting up there. If you want to go that avenue before you right. close up the hole, because uh, once you enter the attic, they're going to they're going to move out. They're going to leave unless there are small ones up there. Now, squirrels, believe it or not, can get aggressive when there oh, are small 
small babies around. Really? So you just kind of have to be, yeah, they can. If You have to be kind of careful. So, uh, you know, get a professional to look and see where they're nesting in the attic. It's kind of Make a sure. nightmare, a killer squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Right. <laughs> I've, I've, run into that, I've run into that a few times, especially the female. She so gets a little aggressive. Is there any um, way that you can uh, run them out, like um, fog them out or electric sonic sound or... You can, I mean, you know, they're spindle the size. If they're small, I mean, they've got to be able to move. Um, but yeah, you can. Once you enter the attic, they're going to act. They're going to leave. They don't want to be in there with you. Uh, you know, more more than likely. But uh, you just got to look around and make sure because if you close them up in your attic, they're going to be in your house before long. They're going to get out of there. Sure, mm. that's so, right. In okay. the kitchen. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's go to Terry and Jackson. Has got an ant problem. Man, I feel your pain, Terry. How's it going? Yeah, first time in 11 years in the house, now we've got ants. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, one, whether it gets in. But I, I was thinking about it the other night. I, I've been in the military. of doing some type of covert operation. Give them a bomb to take back to their right. nest somehow. Because I think that's the only way that we're going to be able to get them. Because they're so small. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard to figure out where they're coming in. They those little sugar ants, man? Little tiny no. ones? Uh, it's sugar ants, and uh, my wife said she saw some fire ants, which I'm I'm not necessarily 100 sure on that because I didn't see them. But you know, there's those little ants, uh-huh. real tiny ones. Right, right. Well, and uh, and I'm trying to figure out can I give them something to take back home with them. Well, the thing about it is with ants, um, really and truly, you need to get identification on ants because. Uh, the ants that you're dealing with, or it could be, you know, several different varieties because we've got everything in Mississippi. But um, one thing is, is you know, once they're entering your home, you have to do something to stop them. Uh, and raid sometime, or you know, a repellent sometimes is not the answer for ants because uh, identification is is really, really the big key with ants because uh, you can treat it incorrectly, and instead of getting rid of your problem, you can increase your problem. Really. Right. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's a it's an ant called a pharaoh ant that uh-huh. uh, lives in your wall, and if you spray it with a uh, repellent, it, it actually causes them to increase. They make another nest because they think the other nest has died, so they just make it several nests. And next thing you know, you've got thirty nests in your walls. Oh, fabulous! So that's why you know that's why oh, identification for ants are very very. Very important. It kind of um, makes me want to run away with my hair on fire. Yeah. Right? Just <laughs> but always with ants, uh, you can be safe by baiting them. Okay? Uh, you can do a few things uh, home remedy-wise. You can mix uh, boric acid. Uh, you can get it at your local... Uh, yeah, we uh, have some boric acid. My I, wife tried that. Mixing it with honey? Mix it with honey? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we mix it with uh, powdered sugar. Okay. Um, well, another thing is, you know, they, they, we do have a, there's a product out there that it, it most, uh, uh, pest control companies use, uh, and what it is, um, uh, probably something that you need to get to with your pest control specialist with and ask for it. And then I'll give you the name of it. it it's mm-hmm. it's yes, Advion. Sir. It's called Advion and, and it, it's, it's a really good product and they do carry it back to the nest and it will kill the nest, but it's not quick. It does take a little bit of time. But um, that may be, you know, something that uh, uh, if it's bad enough for a pest control uh, specialist to look at. Right. All well, right. I, I've been with them for a while, so I'm not worried to fight a tragic war. Okay. Well, I mean, you can ask about that product, and um, I think it will it will do you some good because it, it is a good product. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Have you guys heard about the grits? 
um, kind of um, sprinkle little grits on them and they explode. Something, you know, I don't <laughs> know what. what um, they explode. Well, they do swell. I mean, they know, do swell, um, but I, I don't know. Different type of ants, you know, like you say. Well, Some they will like, eat them, yeah. but I don't know if they swell. I've never seen them swell up and explode. How do you get will the pop take rocks? the uh, queen and then you can move the nest? I don't know. Well, okay. see, the. With a queen, uh, you know, you have a queen, but she you never see you will never see her. She is farthest down in the, the so high they gotta, that you can find. They got to take it back to her. They have to, and that's why you know a lot of baits do work um, because you know they they take it. Uh, the first defeat in a, in a hive is, is 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 the workers and then her, okay. or her and then the workers. Uh, but yeah. my next door neighbor is convinced that he can get to the queen with diesel fuel. Uh, burn it? Probably not. Probably not. Okay, not deep enough. All right. Now, all right, 877-MPB-RING. You know what, folks? We're going to continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what bugs or pests are you having trouble with? What sprays or traps have worked or not worked for you? You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on today at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Office of Homeland Security. Public safety is everyone's responsibility. If you see suspicious activity, you can report it to local law enforcement or a person of authority by calling 1-888-4-SAFE-MS. If you see something, say something. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. Your favorite MPB Think Radio shows are now available on your favorite podcast app. So open that app and subscribe to any local program you love, like Everyday Tech. Android does have the most delicious operating system, I find. Jelly, it's jelly bean. The Gestalt Gardener. What's up? What you got going on? And, of course, MPB's Season Pass with myself, Sam Wells, and Jay White. That's my guys, man. So what are you waiting for? Go search and subscribe today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. By the way, you can download this show and others on your favorite podcast app, whatever one you like. So if you hear something you want to hear again, download the Fix It 101 podcast today 
or any day after it. All right, we've got a lot of folks on the phone, but I did want to mention that Jeff uh, was talking earlier about removing a ceiling panel <laughs> and finding uh, a critter. Yes. What we, sort? Uh, we, we dropped the, it was a beaded, a beadboard ceiling. Mm-hmm. We're taking the ceiling down to repair it, and all of a sudden a snake Failing drops out of, the, out of the ceiling. Snake dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> yes. You just gave many people nightmares. Right. So. Did anyone <laughs> catch it? Uh, there they was all ran. So, yeah. The snake won. Right. <laughs> you can have it. Right. All right, let's go to the line. Danny's on the line in uh, Macomb, and he wants to ask about that squirrel problem. Or you got a comment about the squirrel problem. You with us, Danny? Yes, I'm here. Uh, some ideas well, about the squirrels? Well, years ago, my just, uh, lady friend, and uh, every spring I would go to her house and put three boxes of mothballs in eggs. Huh. And she had squirrels galore. And I said, I asked her, I said, does it work? She said, yeah, but it smelled like the devil for about two weeks, but they, they stay out. Oh, okay. All right. So, And on the insecticide, uh-huh. I use Bengal. Yeah. It, it has many, many times more than any other insecticide. It takes care of pretty near everything that I put it on. There you go. So I just, just a couple of suggestions. Thank you here. Thank you, sir. What do you think, John, about the mothballs? Well, yeah, it, it, what it is, I mean, it's just it's hard for them to, because uh, animals mm-hmm. in general have such a heightened sense of smell, uh-huh. that the mothballs, you know, uh, they put off a fume, uh-huh. and you know, it kind of confuses them. And that could work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that it's just that it is, uh, it's very uncomfortable for the homeowner for a while. Yeah, okay. You, you know, so, I mean. <laughs> All right. All right, next, let's go to Derek and Biloxi's uh, got a question about dry termites. What are, what are dry wood termites? Derek, you with us? Yes, sir. So what's going on in Biloxi? Um, well, I, I guess I'm kind of in denial about the dry wood termites, but I've had several companies <laughs> out and um, tell me that I have them because I have pulled out some sheetrock and I've found some frass is what they call it. Yes. Um, for this type of termite. And I guess my big question is, Everyone tells me how to just have to tent the house, and I'm kind of nervous about just gas in the entire house and the effects and just seeing if anybody had any uh, ideas or comments. Is there anything else I can do? Or, you well, know, we have we, seen a bug. Just You haven't seen a bug? Well, uh, I know that two of our contractors today will be willing to build you a new home if you'd like to go that route. <laughs> However, John, uh, what are some of the signs that you have? Ter- How do you know if you have termites? Well, with dry wood termites, and, and dry wood are the um, hardest to remove uh-huh. uh, because they do not need moisture. Uh, once you get in, in the coast of Mississippi coast is uh, unfortunately one of the places that do have them. We don't have them farther too far up north mm-hmm. uh but uh, the cuff coast has dry wood but what's happened is uh once they get into your wall they, they make cartons or nests and they do not have to have moisture and uh mm-hmm. to enter the ground so with the eastern subterranean which we deal with around here lots where you see a lot of trenching around your house mm-hmm. uh, they have to have moisture out of the ground so once you put your chemical in the ground they go through it and it kills them right with a dry wood, they don't have to do that. And unfortunately for you, sir, is, is tending and, and uh, fumigating your home is, is the only way that we know for, as of right now to remove dry wood termites. And, you know, the frass part is, is one of the ways to tell that different type of species of, of ants. And, you know, I mean, not ants, I mean termites, but, uh, yeah, dry, uh, tinting the house and fumigating. And if you've had a couple of different companies out there to, make sure that's what you have, then unfortunately, right now, as far as we know, that's, that's the only way to get rid of dry wood termites. 
Right. Is like, the fumigating safe and everything? I mean, that's kind of well, what I'm no. I mean, not if you're in there, it's not. Uh, what what they do, there's several different things. And the uh, reason they tint it is because the stuff they use um, is very toxic, okay? Uh, and it, it, it that's the reason it's there, because it has to penetrate every corner of your home and attic to get to the dry wood termite. Um, but... Once they untint it and they air your home out, then you know it's 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 safe. But the the fumigation itself it is it is not. Uh, so you have to go like to a hotel or a family yeah, friend or something. Leave. Yeah, you can't okay. you can't. And it, it takes about twenty four hours, I think, uh, for the you know tinting and, and everything. Well, done about twenty four hours, but and in another day for it to uh, air out. So you're right. looking at probably two days. Is but, it expensive? Uh, it, it is very expensive. expensive. Yeah, it thinking. is expensive, and that, and and that's a, that's one of the drawbacks. But with, Worst with case, dry wood termites, uh, with dry wood termites uh, right now, that's that's it. Okay, know, it's just when you okay. when you say expensive, give me a ballpark on a two thousand square foot house. Um, one story, ten grand. Ten grand. Yeah. Wow, good that's, that's probably on the low end. Okay. Uh, job, all right, Derek. Huh? Uh, good luck with that. I see a bug. <laughs> Remember, you can always well, deliver pizzas. The thing about so, it is, though, Derek, real quick, is, is you won't see them, but as long as they're there, they're still doing damage. So, right. I don't think that's covered under insurance. Mm. Ouch. No, it's oh, not. No. It's okay. not. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Jacob is in Brandon. He's got a problem with a bird nesting uh, in the awning. Are you with us, Jacob? Yeah, I'm here. So what's going on with this bird? All right, so for the last three years, I've had a problem where uh, there's this little awning, a little overhang for a very small front patio in front of my house. And uh, three years ago, a bird decided to put a nest up in the corner of it, and then in the winter, I took the nest down. And then the next year, I kept removing the nest every time they kept starting to build it to try to keep them from it, but I missed it for like three days, and then they were already nested with, you know, eggs and everything. Oh, man. And they're back again this year. <laughs> and they, So I'm wondering what way I can get rid of them, because what I've tried so far is, which I thought this idea was pretty silly, but I tried it. I got one of those little owl sta- little statue things to sit mm-hmm. there to be like a scare bird, I guess. But, right. uh, that was very unsuccessful. So what advice would you have short of going out there with a pellet gun and knocking them out that way? Ouch. Well, uh, you know, the the owl only works for a certain period of time. Once they realize that it, it is not real, they, they will come back, obviously. But you can go online and you can get some stuff called sparrow spikes. Okay, and it's a little bit, it looks like little hairy things, it's little pieces of metal, and they, and they stand up. And, and they're not pretty, but they're not, you know, unsightly. But what you do is they come in little strips, and you tack them up there on your awning, and they can't land on it to build. So what it does is once you put them up there, and they try to land on it, it kind of pokes them, and they'll fly off and find somewhere else to nest. And huh. uh, it works what's pretty good. What's your opinion good. on, uh, John, what's your opinion on fishing line? Well, fishing line, I mean, you, you, you can, but it is not as successful as the spikes what because you, they can't get in between fishing it or break them. What are you talking about? Just uh, take a take your fishing line and run it from one side of the awning to the other underneath it. Mm-hmm. So when the birds try to fly in there, they hit the fishing line. Oh. And, and the th- I like fishing line because it's hard to see. Yeah, right. You know, the spikes are... are a little They're, easier to see. Yeah, the spikes are easier to see. And, and fishing line, it, it, it can work, and, and, and unfortunately, it can harm the bird. Depends on how right. how you know. Right. It depends on you on the on the bird yeah. situation. But well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned with it being an eyesore <laughs> or anything because you know if somebody comes over and they get, they're sitting down in my patio and they look up and say, "Oh, those spikes are unsightly." I'm like, "Well, imagine if there were birds sitting there." <laughs> there you well, go. like I said, go online and, and they're not very expensive, and you, you get you a couple of strips and stick them up there, and I think that'll work for you. Great. All right, so. Ideally, I should wait till winter and knock the nest down again, and then install those for the next year. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, if, if the if the if the young are already out of the nest, I mean, it's it's it wouldn't be. You can do it now. You go ahead and do it now. Okay. You know, 
So. All right, thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it. We've got to move along to Dexter in Oxford. I, I, I've been waiting on this question. The effectiveness of electronic pest repellent. You with us, Dexter? Yes, I uh, just want to ask about... Uh, what you you probably said. need to turn your radio down there, Dexter. You can hear yourself, and it'll throw you off. We're on a little bit of a delay. Okay. All right. Um, well, about squirrels and deers, you know, um, first of all, what do you do about deer in your yard to try to repel them? And then second, do you have anything electronic to uh, repel squirrels? Okay, well, here's the thing about deer in your yard. You need to find you a couple good hunters. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, deer in your yard. There are you know there are a few different um, items out there that you know the co-op carries that that do okay as far as repelling deer. Um, you know, let's say human hair sprinkled out, but uh, deer are going to be deer. They're going to travel and they and they and they're going to wander. Uh, but it's it's very difficult to keep them out of your yard, uh, especially if there's something there that they're they're wanting. Uh, especially like during uh, the October season when they're starting to rub. If you got trees, they're going to rub them. Uh, you know I, what's been successful is you know uh, human hair uh, has been successful in some areas. Uh, you know uh, reflective reflective tra- uh, reflective pans and things that make noise, uh, but they only work for temporary solution um you know to the deer because they get used to them um so do the electric like sound ones do anything I, i've never seen I've, I've never had seen a whole lot of success with those even for for cockroaches or for birds and things that so they're they're on a certain frequency mm-hmm. and it's supposed to deter them um i've it's seen just, a lot of them i've tried a lot of it and it's, <coughs> i've never seen it to be Overly successful. It just makes your dog mad. It you makes know, your head I, hurt too. Yeah. I think my my deer stand must be a real good um, repellent of deer. Right, because, right. Because <laughs> there, there was not a deer walking near my stand last year. Um. <laughs> All right, Dexter, appreciate it. Let's go to. Uh, oh wait, uh, I got an email here. Uh, actually, this makes sense. Okay, this one is from uh, my dearest John. Uh, my husband is the king of killing flies when we're outside. This is true. Man, I can kill some flies. Uh, no matter how many I kill, uh, no matter how many he kills, there seems to be about a 100 more that come along. They're everywhere outside, and they come inside the house, too, when doors are open and closed. Any permanent solution to getting rid of the flies? Thank you. Well, there's nothing permanent uh, because flies are a flying insect. There's really mm-hmm. nothing that's going. I mean, you got light traps in the first one thing or another. But what does hap- help mm-hmm. is, you know, um, there are some different baits out there. It's called a uh, uh, golden marlin is one, and you've got some what's a max for spot bait. But the thing about it is, is people put it out in the wrong places. If you put out fly bait, you want to put it with not within ten to twelve feet of your entrance to your home, because uh-huh. it is a bait. It's going to attract them. It will kill them, but they will enter your home probably if they're close to it. Uh-huh. Another thing is, and a lot of people, flies are attracted to dark openings. In other words, uh, if they're flying along and your window is a dark opening, they'll fly into it uh-huh. and get into your home. Uh, so they, you know, we've done some tests on that and uh, they are for some reason attracted to black, you know, okay. uh, and they will get into your home. And then, um, you know, the baits, you know, you got the, uh, for flies, you got the uh, little squirt cans that's, that put out a pyrethra and it kind of keeps them mm-hmm. at bay. But if you could bait away from your home, mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll help deter them. But, far as stopping them, I don't think they just don't open the door. That's, I mean, it, it's, it's, you're going to have them, and they're flying okay. insects. Okay. So you can you can diminish them, but you're not going to be able to get rid of them completely. Okay. All 
All right, let's go to Mary M. Braxton. Has got a comment on that whole grits conversation you were having there, Dell. What's going on, Mary? Well, I I think it's three different kinds of ants. Uh, a larger, dark colored, many black, uh, and a, a small reddish one, and then one that just uh, almost flies. They run so fast. I don't know what they are, but the and the uh, grits will take care of them for about forty eight hours, and then they'll just walk right across the grits. <laughs> and uh, I have found that I've got a cat, and so I found uh, a uh, <clears throat> baking sheet and make a, a moat and put her, her feet in there. And then uh, when I see where a trail is in the house, I use a, a, a glass cleaner. And uh, you don't have to have the Windex. You can use the, the cheap kind that you can get for less than $2 a big refill bottle right and uh it, it kills them dead okay john you know one thing about you know you're talking about cleaning it's a good thing because you know ants uh especially their scout leaves are what they call a pheromone for others to follow that's how you you'll mm-hmm. see you'll see one and then next thing you know you've got 20 because he that that certain ant leaves a pheromone mm-hmm. and the rest of them and that pheromone says hey there's food over here and they'll follow it mm-hmm. um that's how you go from, you know, you set a sandwich down there, nothing there, 10 minutes later it's covered. Right. Uh, so, you know, cleaning the area, clean up that pheromone will deter them. But it, it, you know, So that's it, where the Windex uh, comes in. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's kill, cleaning up that pheromone. Okay. So that's basically what the grits is doing, too, just making them move over? Yeah, it's moving them around, yeah. They oh, just okay. Get, they get gas and they, they need they to get, get, <laughs> they explode somewhere. Get a little bloated. <laughs> yeah. right. Let's walk it off. All right. This is how it goes here. 877-MPB-RING. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what bugs or pests are you having trouble with? What sprays or traps have worked or not worked for you? Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Twenty-seven years ago, the first U.S. president took office. Next year, the 45th will. Follow history in the making right here on this station. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. Ami Eubanks-Davis thought her job was done when her hardworking students graduated from college. But then she watched as they failed to get into the professional world. They weren't getting those skills and access to networks simply because of who they were born to and where they were born. So she decided to do something about it. Later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons in the house from Houseworks. And our guest today is John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest. Yes, this is the bug show, the pest show, whatever you want to call it. And uh, going crazy in here earlier, and Jeff asked a question that I've been wanting to ask since you came on, John. Is something bugging you? I had a, I had a friend. Yes, is something bugging you? I had a friend. Thank you, Dale. I had a friend who hung the Ziploc bags full of water all around his carport. And I asked why, and he said, well, it keeps the flies away. It really works. And he really believed it. Yeah. John, tell me. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's like a lot of other things. It's a old wives' tale, I guess uh-huh. you would say. But uh, they, I've never seen them work that day. I don't think they work. What happens is, is they're supposed to, because of the way a fly sees, mm-hmm. it's supposed to confuse him and he flies away. Right. Um, they just hang there, and uh-huh. flies either land on them or they fly past them. Right. Uh, they they don't they don't have any uh, repellency at all. Okay. Flies. You yeah. just said it didn't work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I went around the world and said it didn't work. Right. Yeah, it doesn't okay. work. All right, let's go to the phone. Pat is in Tupelo, uh, and she's got a question about snake repellent. I think those are called shovels. How's it going, Pat? Good morning. Good morning. What What's going could on? I do to uh, keep snakes out of my garage? Okay. Get a cat? <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, well, here's here's the thing. You know, in your garage, uh, it, it's it's relatively. I'm not say easy, but um, you have a several things you can buy off the market, which is you know, uh, snake away number one. You put around your house, and, it, and they have it at Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, and mm-hmm. other places. But the easiest, uh, expen- less expensive way to do it is go to your local Walmart, go to your vacuum cleaner aisle, and get some stuff called mothball crystals. Okay, uh-huh. and you know, usually use them in your carpet, and they back them right up. But you take them and you you sprinkle them, and there's about two to three dollars for a box, and you uh-huh. have to sprinkle them lightly because they're strong. They're uh-huh. they're mothballs, but it's a crystal. And as you sprinkle it around your home or in front of your carport and around your carport, it will deter the snakes. But the there's a good part and a bad part. Is once you make that barrier, uh, if the snake is on the inside of that barrier next to your home, he's going to stay there. Oh, and. Uh-huh. If he's on the outside, then that, I mean, that's why you need to do an inspection or look around or get somebody to look before you put it out. Because once you put it there, it does create a barrier, and it'll last. The mothball crystal will probably last to two or three rains, and you have to redo it. But uh, once you put it there, you have to realize it, it, wherever he's at, here's where he's going to be. Okay. Uh-huh. So okay. they do work. Okay. Wow. All right. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, Thank ma'am. you. That's a great, simple, and uh, fairly cheap. <laughs> it is. That, that's, that's How great do you idea. find a snake? How do you find a snake? Yeah, you poke around. Uh, well, you let me walk around in your yard. Somehow they find me. All right. So I got an email here from uh, Michael at University of South Alabama. Do strobe lights work at keeping birds out of large buildings like a barn? What do you think? Um, you know, it, it, it's just like a. The, you can use a laser light to make a bird move, and what it does is it it keeps them from. I guess a strobe would keep them from landing because it, it scares them, confuses them, and mm-hmm. it'll make them continue to move. Oh, okay. uh, light does make birds move. I mean, you can use like a little laser, a little green light, you yeah. shine on them, and, and when, it, when it hits him, he'll move because it's it's different. Huh. And um, so, but I can see that working uh, because we use them, I use them to make them move when I'm trying to trap them. Oh, really? Yeah. I use a little light, and I shine on him, and he'll he'll fly, and then I go over and I shine a light on him, and he'll fly again. So I can see that working. 
uh-huh. in a large area, it keeps them moving, and it'll, and it'll sooner or later deter them. Interesting. Uh, because once he's in there and he's been had to fly and fly and fly until he's tired, he's going to leave. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's actually – thanks, that's Michael. a pretty good idea. Appreciate yeah. that. All right. Uh, let's go to Christian on the road and uh, got a bird in the eaves. Oh, you've got a comment about that, Christian. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, you were just talking about birds flying and flying. Uh, a friend of mine that lives in uh, Floydwood, Mississippi, mm-hmm. they have a big problem with sparrows, more so than martens. Under awnings, under carports, making those nets, you know, that you wash down like the, the summer earlier. We were talking about strips, uh, using spikes or fishing lines. They swear by this method. Because I kept seeing baby blue ceilings under these people's carports, and they claim that painting the top of the ceiling, which you really can't notice from the road, it, it gives the illusion of a blue sky, and they're looking for a place of, you know, of refuge, of, of comfort to, to nest, and uh, it gives them the illusion of the blue sky, so they don't, the martins don't nest underneath the carport. That's a uh, that's a good comment there, Christian. We actually talked about the uh, sky blue ceilings. I guess uh, uh, it's a good while ago, but uh, we we learned that it was uh, an an, it's an old as- southern tradition, really, about uh, scaring away. Uh, it's like the 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 ghosts, the the, the bad creatures that you can't see what, what do you think john well you know they they say that uh, you know of course carpenter bees are not supposed to like blue either uh-huh. uh and um we i've seen them where they 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 burrow through whatever because they're right. carpenter bees now birds uh this is the first I've, I've i've heard of the blue sky thing uh if it worked you know that's something that's new to me i mean that's good uh you know normally uh i don't know that Birds can really tell the difference in the color, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, but if it worked for them, I mean, great. But I mean, I've not, I've not seen it personally, so I really don't have a whole lot of comment on the, on the blue thing. Okay, all right. You know. Let's. Uh, oh, uh, I've got a whole bunch of these. Vivian, where are you located? In Bogalusa. In Bogalusa. That's what it said, but I did not trust myself to say that properly. So, uh, where is that, Vivian? Oh. um... Well, do you know where, um, let me see, Vonador, any of those little cities? Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm about 200 In Louisiana? Miles. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm about 200 miles from uh, New Orleans. All right, there you go. So what what are you trying to get rid of? I'm trying to get rid of lizards. I heard I heard what the guy said about the uh, crystal. Is that is that uh, golf mothball crystals you can get for the snakes? Yes, ma'am. That was mothball crystals. Uh Okay, now I want to ask you a question. I have some of that uh, snake away. Is the same principle applied to the snake away? If you know, once I put it out, I might, uh, you know, I must check to make sure there are no snakes in, you know, closer around the house. Is that same principle go for the snake away? Yes, ma'am. Uh, snake away has got the same active ingredient of the crossball and uh, mothball crystals, except it has uh, it's like embedded into a limestone, so it lasts longer during bad weather. That's that's one of the things about it. Because mothball crystals, once it rains, it melts pretty quickly. Uh, the snake away, it, it, like I said, it has a limestone that it's, it's embedded in, and it lasting the weather better um you know but you know lizards it really lizards really aren't a bad thing i mean i know they're, they're creepy but they really aren't a bad thing to have around your home because they do eat you know they do eat your insect you know your your, your spiders and your you know uh uh different thing ants and several things around your home but uh they are a little creepy but they will it will work for them too because they are a reptile 
Okay. Okay, then. then. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Vivian. Maybe that might not be the best thing to do is get rid of those because if they're eating the other stuff, you know, that that you hate worse. Um, I will say that uh, one, (laughs) a lot of news has come up recently about Zika. Uh, and uh, obviously West Nile has been around for forever with the whole mosquito thing. But I'll say this. We have someone who works here at MPB who who is uh, with child and they have moved a bug zapper into the home. I don't blame uh, them. because they're they're scared of the mosquitoes getting in. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, so sure. anyway, uh, any thoughts about that, John? Well, you know, a mosquito, you have several different options with mosquitoes. You know, you have uh, they do have a mister system, which, you know, can get expensive if for the, the big mister system that right. uh, they run the lines and it has a 50 gallon tank and every 15 minutes it puts out a pyrethrin in, in the area that keeps them at bay. Hmm. Um, you can go with a smaller system, which is the little squirt cans <coughs> that you see in people's homes that put out scent. Right. Well, you get the small cans of pyrethrin that actually sprays too. It does a similar, similar thing, but not on such a large scale. Mm-hmm. Another option is uh, you don't have a pest control specialist come out and treat your bushes, your hedges. I mean, if you're not close to a real water source, or, right. you got to make sure your water sources, number one, are gone. I mean, right. as far as standing water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're on a lake, it's nothing you can do about that but right. your hedges uh they do nest under the leaves of your hedges and if you can have those treated it'll help you tremendously more than you would think and up underneath the hedges yeah oh wow the ground now john what's your thoughts on bats bats are a good thing right yeah put put a, put a bat house <laughs> you, um, you can but you gotta be careful because if if something happens to that home or they get too big then they will wind up own your house or in your house. Right, right. Understand. You know? oh. But bats are a good thing. I mean, sure. they are. Uh, they are a very, very good thing. But uh, like I said, you have to be careful when you put up those bat homes or whatever, because if they get too large for that, they will move somewhere else. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. 877-MPB-RING. Let's go to uh, Maggie and Wiggins with a comment on squirrels in the attic. How's it going, Maggie? How are you all today? Very good. How are you? All right. I'm going to tell you a horror story about <laughs> about squirrels in the attic. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I was told to use mothballs. Uh-huh. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do mothballs? Why no, is that? You don't want to do mothballs in your attic under any circumstances. It, <laughs> I did that. Didn't help. But what happened was the odor was so noxious. <laughs> and it comes. It actually can make people sick. Mm-hmm. And you could smell it half a block away from my house. It was so strong. <laughs> it cost me several thousand dollars because I had to have all the insulation taken out of the attic, oh. have new insulation put into the attic. You from the attic, you go by a cage, put it in wherever it is they're getting into the house close by there. I tell you what, you'll get rid of your squirrels. And that doesn't kill them. It's a more humane way of doing it. Right. Take them as far away from your property as possible and let them go. You know, actually, we do. I'm going to ask John about this after the break about uh, catch and release uh, pest control. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, send us an email, fixit101 at MPB online. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what bugs or pests are you having trouble with? What sprays or traps have you worked on uh, or have you worked with? You can call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 
MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. impaired mpb's radio reading service is here for you our dedicated team of volunteers bring the world of news and entertainment to you for information and to see if you qualify call us at 601-432-6301 this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. And our guest today is John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. By the way, you can download this show and others on your favorite podcast app. So if you hear something you want to hear again, uh, download the Fix It 101 podcast today. Uh, real quick, before we went into break, we were talking about these cages that you can buy at many different places. I was at Harbor Freight the other day, and they sell them there. These cages where they, if you've got a, a, a possum problem or possibly a raccoon issue or something of that nature, uh, what do you think about these cages that you can buy? Well, yeah, I use them. Uh, they, they do work, uh, but people have to be careful when they do use them. Number one, you know, of course, you're going to have to have a food source and a water source. One right. thing, too, though, you have to be careful when you're using them because they need to be checked often because what happens is it, it puts the animal into mm-hmm. a heightened state of alert and right. their their uh, heart increases, their blood pressure increases. And, and we've had some that have had a stroke and just died, you know, really? because they get so, yeah, they'll run around in that cage. Now, oh, yes. Normally you're smaller, mm-hmm. you know, squirrels and things, but, you know, uh, Coons, they usually just sit down and get mad. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, you have, when you have these smaller things, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, squirrel stuff, they do, you have to keep an eye on these things. So, uh-huh. yeah. Skunks is one of the big things I try out. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, remember, a raccoon is covered on your homeowner's insurance. <laughs> oh, is it? Absolutely. Squirrels are not, raccoons are. So I can have John come out and uh, take care of my raccoon problem on insurance? That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because when the, when the no raccoon way. gets in the attic, they're, they're going to do a lot more damage right. than just up there. Really? Yeah, they're going to eat wires, you got uh, uh, duck, up there. duck work, all kind of stuff. <laughs> and they tear right. holes. They actually tear holes in your house to get in. That's wow. right. Yeah. When you release them, be careful because they can come back out on you. Well, normally, real quick, if mm-hmm. you when you're releasing an animal, if you trapped, is to find a water source because he's been in there usually probably pretty thirsty. You get a neutral color blanket. You hook the hook a wire to the front of the trap, and as you open it, you pull the blanket over your head, and you sit back on your haunches. And no, normally they go toward the water because they don't know you're there. And it keeps their stress level way down. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. All right, let's go to uh, Stuart in Memphis real quick. What's going on, Stuart? Can we go back to bats? Sure, we can go back <laughs> to bats. Go for it. Um, every once in a while, I see some bats flying around in my yard, so I'll put a bat house out. But they won't come live in my bat house. Mm. 
got to remodel. Okay. You, you know what? Yeah, if you will go out. ahead and buy yourself a bat girl <laughs> yeah. and put the put the female bat in there, I bet you'll get some guy bats. Yeah. And where would I, and where would I get a bat girl? <laughs> right. <laughs> a bat house needs to be about fifteen feet off the ground. Got that. All by itself. Unobstructed. Painted black. Ah. Am I right, John? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Why don't they sell it to you, black? Yeah. Who knows? Unfinished. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the I would blame that on big paint. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, we got to go quick. Doug in uh, George County's got a question about spiders. You with us, Doug? Yes, sir. So, what's your issue? I was wondering about spiders. It seems like when it rains, they come in the house, and I'm trying to figure out what I can do about it. You have a flip flop near. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, John. Spiders, like big black spiders. Yeah, okay. Well, spiders. Well, number one, you know, it, it, if they're in your flower beds, which normally are, it, you know, rain when you get a heavy rain, it does push them toward a drier area, just like anything else. They want they don't want to be wet. Um, but a spider, you have to hit directly. Whether if you use raid or whatever you use, it's got to be hit directly because. Uh, most insect, which they are not, but they're not in the insect family. But insect, they uh, they feed off their foot pads. Sna- uh, spiders do not. So you can put a chemical down, and the insect walk through it. It'll pick it up on their foot pad. They lick it, and that's what kills them. Mm-hmm. Spiders do not. They they feed off other insect, and they walk on top of the in- spray. So okay. you have to hit them directly. So you know, if you've got a lot of spiders, that would probably be something for a pest control specialist to do. To put, you know, spray there uh, around your house for them, outside and in. All right. Thank you very much. Over counter. Yeah, we have we have run out of time here. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Delmore, Jeff Sammons, and John Abel of Abel's Premier Pest, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday's 10 a.m. show, Everyday Tech, with Sharita Brent and Ashley Jeffcoat. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.